Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. This is um, the first of a few um, in a series that we're going to be doing called Make Something Awful. And Make Something Awful is because one day you sit down on the 1st of April and you put together a tweet and then you send it out there and the next thing you know, there's like... Lots and lots of people retweeting it and lots and lots of people liking it. And um, I got messages from people and um, the message that I got back from a lot of people was that they had attempted something for the first time, um, even if they were on their 50th time. And the first time um, they were, they'd made maybe something awful, but they um, had definitely got past that first thing. And the whole thing about making something was going ahead and making it and not necessarily worrying about how the first one was going to turn out because there's a likelihood it was going to be not as good as maybe what the 50th was going to be. Um, I'm joined by um, a very young man, shockingly, who I've just discovered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a gentleman by the name of Mer- Merrick Tull Johnson. Um, Merrick's at school, oh, well, American-wise is at school, over here we would say is a college or university. He's currently studying writing in relation to journalism as well. He has already published, um, self-published, a couple of pieces of literature. Um, We're going to have a chat just about the general process, about the writing process, about himself. Um, Every You know, when you get the big famous people on TV and stuff like that, you know, we ask the big famous people about how they started off but how do we start off about everybody else who is you know making those first steps so this is to have a conversation with Merrick to find out a little bit about how he goes about making something awful himself so thank you very very much for coming on so I really really appreciate it um how are you on this fine day are you well Yes, it is. It's a pretty nice. It was a pretty nice day. It was sunny. Now it's cloudy. But I took a walk. Went to the store. Grabbed a charger because mine broke last night. So all right, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good so far. We'll see how the day goes. <laughs> um, what temperature? Because obviously over here we say it's a pretty warm day, and it's like you know it can be like you know 50 degrees Fahrenheit over there. You. <laughs> Can it be like seventy five Fahrenheit, and everybody in America is complaining it's cold? So, what's the temperature today, Merrick? How how warm? The temp- well, I didn't check the temperature, but my roommate said it was seventies because he was complaining about it being too hot. I didn't feel hot at all. I thought it was warm. It was about time. I'm tired of snow. About time. And um, where are you based? I'm in Lowell, Massachusetts, at the moment. Because you're at school at the moment, aren't you? As we said, you're yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you said I said you're studying kind of um, writing, but you're concentrating primarily on journalism. Is that is that kind of correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I want to do it based on like newspaper. All right. Okay. So you want to write for the printed press then? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Kind of like um, with writing, kind of being your thing. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of first got started off. Kind of, you know. So my process? Yeah. Or maybe just like the first piece that you wrote or how, you know, how you kind of got interested in writing and kind of like the first place. Oh, man. 
I never have a real answer. But I usually told people I was always writing as long as I could remember since elementary school. I just never really finished my work mm-hmm. as a writer's block. So I got, I actually got serious my junior year of high school. Right. Because that was when I finished my first short story and I really felt like great about that because it takes a lot to start and finish a book. And I was like, I think I want to take this seriously now. So then... What was the first story about? What was it called? My first short story? Well, my first short story was the Lost City story, my first one. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm going to add more to this. And then that's where my that's when I first started writing for real. Then I got to community college and that's when I actually finished it. Mm-hmm. And see I I was gonna like keep it what did I do? Then I added more from the second book to incorporate it in the first book to make it longer, to give for that two hundred plus pages. So then when I came to my second book, that's I, I, what I did was like I added a little bit of everything from to make it longer. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, do you feel kind of like you had to kind of make it bigger? Did you decide? Did it have a natural end, and did you just add, decide to kind of add more, add more stuff? Yeah, in, that's know? what I did. That's what I did. Yeah, basically. Because I wanted to make it longer. When you go back in, I mean. How many iterations of a story do you write? How many times do you write it and kind of like rewrite it? You know, do you start off with the first draft and then go right and kind of rewrite the whole thing again just to kind of fill it out again? Or are you the type of person that you'll write something, leave it for a couple of weeks to kind of almost like simmer (laughs) and then go back to it and kind of nitpick at it? I had to teach myself that. All right. I had to teach myself that. Yeah, because... Because I do everything myself from editing to the writing. So I had to teach myself to like let it sit when I finish. Mm-hmm. So I could go back in it with new eyes, better eyes. Then that from there on, I'll pick out what I have to edit out if I have to add more and stuff like that. You have to, with that, you have to teach yourself because you will really get caught up into it and miss a lot of stuff or. Like miss a plot bunny, mm-hmm. yeah. It's I, it's good to really just let it simmer. I usually let it simmer for a week or two, right? Before I go back into it, because usually within that week I'm celebrating because I finished it. <laughs> Do you try? I mean, what were your kind of your influences on your on your actual writing? I mean, is there any authors that you would go to? kind of like again and again or do you try and switch between different authors in order to help with your own kind of creative style well i never had a favorite author but i feel like the book that influenced me the most was the hidden empire by kevin j anderson it was a it's a science fiction novel and the description in that novel was amazing so uh, <laughs> It was. It really was. Like the description, it it 
puts you there basically you can see everything happening and i really like that feeling too so i guess that influences me to make my works really descriptive mm-hmm. but other than that i wouldn't say i have any outside sources but i will say that one of my favorite books are, is um dr jekyll and mr hyde that's a cla- that's an old classic that's yeah. a really really old classic Robbie like is a Robbie Louis Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. Good to see you picked a Scottish author. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like you. about that book? I, <laughs> I had to. What do you like I had about to that do a project book? about it. I had to do a a project about it, hmm. but as I was reading it, I, I was like, I really like this. You know, I thought it was. I thought I was going to be miserable because hmm. I didn't. Like I didn't, it was required to read it. But what I really liked about it the most was, like, I did what I did my project on what's it called, alternate personalities, because I really liked how during the day it's a doctor, and then during the night he has that battle with Hyde, and I like how it basically, like highlights good and evil in people. That's what I did my project on. Did you, um, have you read any kind of others of kind of like that kind of genre? Have you read kind of like Frankenstein or anything like that? I read tidbits of Frankenstein. I never finished it. It's a bleak, like even Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it's a bleak book. I mean, at that time, they didn't think anything of kind of hiding any of the kind of the horror in the book because I remember because you know as a kid because well you know who Jekyll and Hyde are you know you can it's like so many mm-hmm. different places if it's not like kind of monsters on TV it's kids cartoons it's that terrible film the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen the one with Sean Connery were one of the guys <laughs> it was on the TV the other day which is why I can remember it and uh yeah, but if you actually read the books, it's like the books are like kind of are kind of really, really kind of kind of bleak themselves. Do you, when you're writing, do you have kind of several ideas kind of sitting at once? Then do you do you kind of like get f- like um, flashes of inspiration and then start off on two or three different stories at one time or do you generally focus on kind of one idea uh, and kind of write like that? I had to teach myself that too. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd be in the middle of something and then I'd get a whole other idea about mm. a book and it would just eat at me. And I had to tell myself to shut up and stop thinking about that and just wait for it to finish. <laughs> but I usually, me personally, I don't wait for inspiration because... Like you, you inspiration just doesn't pop up every day. You have to writing is more about disciplining yourself to actually sit down there and write a book. So I had to not use that that whole inspiration. <laughs> I don't know how to say they wait for inspiration because if you wait for inspiration, you won't get anything done. To me, in my opinion, you just keep writing and writing and writing, and then see what kind of yep. sticks. Then is that what you kind of kind of do? Yep. Even if even if I have stuff to do, I try to write at least a page. Because it's really about being disciplined, mainly. Is that is that to kind of get better? Is that to kind of improve? Is that just to kind of get into kind of like a good habit? 
All of the above. <laughs> I guess if I guess if you're kind of like if you're wanting to write anything that's like at least three hundred pages long, you've got to be at writing at least kind of one or two pages a day. Otherwise, day. you're gonna like severely kind of fall behind. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to reach a goal of three hundred or four hundred pages in the book I'm writing now. Okay. Okay. What um, what kind of influences the kind of the kind of the ideas? I mean, do you base it on kind of like um how things were kind of growing up? Do you base it on kind of do you just bring the ideas out from kind of nowhere? Do you base it on kind of like personal experiences or I bring it out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People ask me, I don't know. You get out of nowhere. So I mean, do you just <laughs> where does it come from? Well, people always ask me that, and I tell them, I don't know, for almost four books now, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, uh, where does it come from? Well, when I get a good I- when I when I get a good idea, I I f- I get this like tingly feeling. Mm. I don't know how to explain. That. But then, of course, it pops out of nowhere. And then I put like all the pieces together mm. in my head, like characters and how the characters are going to be. I also I often talk to myself, but dialogue between characters, and then I picture what the world would be like and I just put it on paper and then it shows up on paper and I just be like we're gonna work with this we're gonna work with what I got and then it turns into a novel I'm like I got this sort of uh, so what the no, no, it's weird how did you get it I mean was that what happened with like soil soil grounds then I mean was it just a case of kind of like well I'm just gonna start writing something and then as yeah. you're writing the kid of the characters kind of almost like walk themselves Kind of onto the page, yeah. <laughs> I need to start telling people that everything just walks right in when I write. Basically, that was. A- do you do you write? Do you try? See, when you're writing, do you try and avoid kind of like tropes and stereotypes and things like that? You know, like the the detective with kind of like a shady, angry kind of past. You know that kind of thing. You know, obviously, has to have a drinking problem, kind of thing. Do you try and stay away from that when you when you're kind of kind of writing? See, in my first two, I kind of did that mm-hmm. because I wanted to mix it with neo noir and mm-hmm. the classic noir. Mm-hmm. So, with my first two, of course, I had that detect that angry detective with the drinking problem mm-hmm. who wants to get the job done by any means necessary. And then, yeah, basically, yeah, that was the time. That was the time I used that stereotype. I used a lot of stereotypes in my first one. I wouldn't say stereotypes, but I would say I used some of the rules. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um, femme, and of course the detective. Yeah, and then, the typical kind of tropes, yeah. basically the ones that you would expect to kind of come into a story. Yeah. Yeah, and then I put it with the neo noir aspects where all that really doesn't have to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the vigilante. That's where I got the journalist. Mm-hmm. That's where I got the 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 detective's sidekick who's learning from him and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it was pretty cool. And I made like everything just intertwine with each other. So all the characters run into each other and they make bad decisions together. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> did you did you did you go for like plot twists and things like that? Because I see, I mean, I see so yeah. many kind of the bigger stories seem to have a lot of kind of like plot plot twists left, right, and center. You never know kind of what's yep. going to happen until the end, and then at the very end, it's still the wrong thing. That's like, and you you realize it was the guy that was the bad guy who was the good guy. He then became the bad guy, but then he became the good guy. But he was actually bad all along. <laughs> kind of. Thing. I love plot twists. I love plot twists. <laughs> Are you trying? You try to get as many plot twists as possible in the book, then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since it's like a very, very dark genre. Mm-hmm. So I just throw a plot twists in there, just add on to everything. It's just people out, make the blood pressure rise. I love it. It's cool. <laughs> when you kill the favorite character, I like doing that. I like all that stuff. Do you then, once you've written, I mean, how many drafts? did you go to go through with like soil grounds i wouldn't say drafts but i would say i edited it a lot like mm-hmm. two or three times because in january i had to do a book reading for that book mm-hmm. so i edited the heck out of that thing i had like two or three sessions of editing wow it was stressful and i did was that like an break. <laughs> was that like an was that like an like a an all night session then where you just like staying up all night just to try and get it down, get the coffee. <laughs> no, I took breaks cause I don't want, I, I refrain yeah. from working on it all night because you miss stuff. Yeah. So you miss a lot of stuff. If you do that, I had to cut that habit up. How, how do you maintain a kind of a passion for writing? If what you're studying is writing at the same time. I mean, is there like a Merrick head that's dealing with his studies and the Merrick head that's dealing with kind of like the fiction that you're writing with? Do you have to separate the two kind of completely? Yeah, Yeah. because it gets... I I was dealing with that actually this year because you get a, a lot of work. I get a lot of work because I write a lot of papers. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, of course, I'm an English major. So even when I do get tagged a lot of work, I try to at least write a page or two. All right. At least. But, you know, what really keeps me going with this whole writing thing is because I see the results, of course. And I see my, and I know I'm getting better when I look at my work. So that keeps me going. And just the fact that I love writing and I love creating is what keeps me going also. The We talked about, you know, you're working on a new piece right now which is kind of like the mm-hmm. fantasy kind of genre so is that like was that dungeons dragons maidens soldiers heroes kind of thing i mean are you going down a particular kind of story path with that so far yeah i'm doing that kind of thing but with what what i did i i refrained from making it just full on fantasy I, I started it like what I, how I started it was I started it like like I didn't I didn't want to just full on add all the dragons and all the elves and all that stuff I'm taking my time and going and slowly going into it if that makes sense yeah yeah kind of bit by bit you're not kind of adding yeah. in every single kind of aspect that would be kind of expected are you kind of almost like drip feeding it into kind of like the story yeah 
Yeah, so okay. years later, all that stuff was going to happen in the story. And the first couple of stories that you wrote were like a couple of hundred pages long. Do you know where, do you know, have you got an idea of how long in terms of length the newest kind of story is going to be the fantasy story? Is it going to be 600 pages, 500 pages? Are you going to be writing the next Lord of the Rings? Are we looking at <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. No problems. <laughs> but, but I just usually, I just want to get to like 300, 400 so I can get more opportunities with literary agents, stuff like that. Because most places mm-hmm. they want those big, beefy books that are 300, 400 pages. So I'm just mm-hmm. doing it to like give myself a better chance at getting the results that I'm looking for. Do you have to um, do pieces of writing for your college? Do you, do you pitch for writings for like websites and things like that as well? Or are you purely just kind of doing story writing? Purely story writing. I mean, I applied for the school newspaper, but between me and you, I didn't get anything back from them. But well, I mean, what kind of? I mean, I know on the fantasy side of things, but on the professional side of things, what kind of thing would you like to be write? You know, writing about? Or would you be writing kind of like opinion pieces? Would you be writing like kind of features? Are you just going to be covering kind of like the news? What kind of stuff would you like to write about? Mainly the news. Okay. And. Maybe sports. I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure all that out. Because you could do so much with that degree. Mm-hmm. Because originally, I was going to school for communications. All right. Which would be like, like of course, newspapers. And with that, you could do radios, radios and all that stuff. So with this, I don't really know what I want to do yet. But I'm mainly going for news and writing for news and stuff like that. Do you get as time as your course? Do you actually get the chance to kind of shadow with kind of in local newspapers yeah. and things like that as part of the course? Well, we call that internships. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not looking for. I'm going to look for internships my senior year because I'm a junior. All right. Okay. So is that a couple of years away before you kind of go into the kind of the senior year then? Next year, and then hopefully I get hired by somebody. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully. Because I mean, because in a I mean, over here in Scotland, right? We don't pay for a university. Yeah. In fact, when I went to university, you know, we were lucky there was universities. We were still teaching everybody using kind of slates and stuff like that. But is your decision as to where you go in terms of your education is that? have to be taken into consideration from a financial point of view do you have to look at this and say if I go and do this particular course I'm going to end up you know x thousands of dollars that I'm going to be due so is that kind of like a a consideration when you've when you've been picking the course that you've been on money wise uh, hmm, good question that's a really good question I mean Depends on how big the loan is, you know? Yeah. But I think I'm going to put that into consideration because I myself took out a loan. So, I mean, they're all going... It's going to be a well-paying job anyways in general, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even about that now. And they have really good options for what kind of loan you want to take out. Because the one I have, 
um, I get to repaid in 15 years. Wow. And then there's some that are uh, where you don't have to pay it until you get out of school and all that stuff. Is there some there that you have to, you're almost a case that you've got to kind of continue kind of like an education in order to kind of put, kind of put the repayments back then? You know, you get some people that move on to do like their masters and things like that. Because otherwise, if they leave college, they've got to start paying back the loans kind of straight away. It depends on what the what the what the career the person chooses. Because there's doctors and stuff like that; they get pretty good money, so mm-hmm. they can probably sum down like their first paycheck or whatever. But it all depends on what you pick mm-hmm. over here. It all depends on what you pick mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what your situation is like too. Okay. 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 Um, what would be your kind of like your ideal job, your kind of your dream job? Me personally, I don't have dream jobs or dream cars and all that. I just want to accomplish my goals. So I I wouldn't, I really wouldn't say I have a dream job. But what I hope to gain from all this is, of course, being a journalist and and perf- uh, writing with a actual company instead of self-publishing. Do you have... Um a kind of dream of being like the investigative journalist kind of cracking the big story kind of like you know nah. giving laying it to the man or are you just quite happy to be <laughs> kind of like i'm just you know i'm just gonna be like yeah, reporting just, on stuff all right i'm just happy to be here i'm, I'm here so i accomplished <laughs> this so i'm just happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> that's how i think about that yeah you think about the small things that you achieve as well. Do you think it's important to kind of like reward yourself? Oh yeah, definitely all the time, all the time. Especially with this writing stuff and how like, it really gets stressful. I like to think about all of the all the stuff that I've accomplished so far. It keeps me going. All that keeps me going. And even my friend, even my friends, they ask me how the hell do I do it. I tell them. And I just think about everything and all the stuff that I've done. So it's, it's good for motivation too. Do you, I mean? T- do you get your friends kind of asking how do you get the time to write all this stuff? How do you get the time to do this? Everyone. Everyone, they, everyone asks me that. I told them, I, I don't know. I just do it. I'm just here. I just do it. It's not, I just do it. I don't know how I do it. I don't. I just go with the flow like a dead fish. <laughs> just looking up with that funny eye. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> Drifting off to the set exactly. Yeah, I was just doing stupid stuff on the camera there just now. But anyway. Um have any other your friends kind of tried the writing as well? I mean is the cla- I mean is there other people in the class that are also doing kind of like the fiction writing, or as as our people kind of generally concentrate on the kind of personally. Well, my one of my friends, he doesn't write, but he's also in the creative process because he's a music producer. All right, and he's a clothes designer too. Right, and then the other two just work. So is he hoping to kind of like be rocking his own labels and stuff yeah. like that and getting people buying? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Is there kind of a have you noticed you share kind of like a similar attitude with your friend who's kind of like in the fashion side of things as opposed to the guys that are just going out and working? 
do you kind of look at goals the kind of the same the same way because you're kind of like doing something creatively i mean we all have the goal of making hoping that our stuff goes to the next level mm-hmm. but other than that i think the goals are a little are a little bit different because we're in two different aspects of a creative process so i wouldn't call it the same i feel like me personally i think a goal of his would be like to go out there and make connections because that's a big part of clothes designing and making music but then there's nine goals it's just like get a dang page done <laughs> go sit down write your book get to get it done and then get it out there so i, I would say and then a goal of mine is to get more get more events to my name basically compared to his will be like connect with people get people to buy the beats that you make mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i would say we have one goal in common other than that would be completely different do you think nowadays with everybody kind of being connected in the social media that you've got to kind of be out there and be visible that people are aware of your your name and it's almost that you're kind of carrying it's not just your writing, but you're almost like carrying a kind of a brand yourself that, you know, you're you're kind of having to build up your name that people can know about you, that people are aware of your writing, but people will not just be expecting stuff from your writing, they'll be expecting, you know, to see more stuff of you in kind of like social media than, hey, I just write stuff. Definitely. Social media definitely plays a huge role into it because if it wasn't for social media, I... I don't know what I'll be. I don't, I don't even think somebody would actually buy my stuff. But yeah, I social media is huge, especially for connecting with people like you. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then, especially in the self publish line of things, you definitely need social media in your life because if you don't get, if you don't, promote yourself and not going to get any buys or stuff like that and i guess for events and stuff like that social media plays a huge role in that so yeah social media is huge is there kind of like um book buying events that you go to do you go to like local kind of events where you kind of like sell the book and things like that i mean have you got like a box of copies of Soil grounds, for instance, that people can buy. Or- Actually, I did a I did a giveaway from my from my book reading. So, right. yeah, okay. I do stuff like that. But I'm trying to get more like book book readings to do exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, in order to kind of like do the promotion and to be kind of like giving the copies you then obviously need to kind of get them printed in the kind of the first place when you're set when you're selling the books do you use any services where they kind of like they do like a print on demand service so you're not having to send kind of like stock you know to like amazon and places like that yeah yeah because you self-publish through a website and from the website i self-publish from they basically print everything for you. So all you have to do is just create your cover mm-hmm. and upload your book. Bang, it's done. Then you get your stuff, you get your works discounted because I still have to buy them myself too. Okay. 
Okay. Is that um is that the Lulu shop? Is that the one yep. that you're talking about? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. <laughs> um what do you can you know, you hear about obviously like, you know, the JK Rowlings of this world making like millions and millions of dollars. Um in terms of like counting success for yourself, I mean, do you consider like do you remember when you kind of like sold your first copy of your book? That felt great. I was like, wow, someone actually bought it. <laughs> <laughs> because I would get so many people that would be like, I'm going to buy your book. I'm like, okay. And then I check that I don't see a sale at all. So I, I don't know. But there's a success to me. It's just getting my stuff done. Mm-hmm. doing what I have to get myself out there and all that. So I don't really pay attention to. I'm not personally. I'm not really paying attention to sales right now because I just want to get my name out there more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell us? Because Soil Grounds is obviously it's available just now. Do you want to kind of give us a kind of a a brief rundown, almost like your elevator pitch of um of Soil Grounds for people who you know are listing out there. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here's the hard part. Here we go. Soil ground. <laughs> no pressure, Soil Merrick. Ground. No pressure. Take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go. Good. Click it. All right. Um, Soil grounds is about. <laughs> it's it's basically a it's a sci-fi noir novel where. It's a. It has utopian and dystopian concepts, and the story takes place in a utopia where there's no crime. And so one day, a rookie police officer, like second second day, he gets to go work. He finds a dead body in an alley. So he try he travels between both utopian and dystopian worlds to figure out who committed the murder. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sounds straightforward. It's not a long book, is it? He's got it. Show you right now. He's, he's, he can't. Oh, look. There you go. That's 109. 120. 120. There you go. And you can get that on Lulu.com. Lulu, Amazon. I'm trying to get it on iBooks too right now. Do you think you got to do that? You've got to go up. Once your book's ready, you've got to put it as many kind of places as possible in order to help kind of get the exposure then. Oh, yeah. Definitely. From Amazon to it, Lulu does the work for you. Actually, they you get to put it on Amazon, mm-hmm. Kindle, Barnes, mm-hmm. and then iBooks. So all you gotta do is just put it up there. You gotta make sure everything is good, and then you're all set. And do you get support from other writers? I mean, when you see other writers at events, are you kind of like talking yeah. to them, speaking to them all the time, finding out what they're up to, what they're doing? Do you help people that kind of maybe just saying, look, I've written this page like 15 times now and it still is the worst piece of writing I've ever done. Help me. Do you, do you yeah. kind of like build each, do you build each other up and things like that when you're having, you know? Yeah. When you go- yeah. On Instagram, actually, for anyone who wants to know, it's called Merrick's Books Original. Mm. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll need to ask you how you came up with that name. It just <laughs> uh, where it's actually 
a small writing community. We, we're a community, you know. We basically look out for each other. We give each other advice. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically keep each other going, you know. That looks great. That sounds great. You keep going. You're on a roll right now. It's pretty nice. And of course, we, so it's, it's even better because you're not the only one who's going through it. You, there's other people out there who's actually going through what you're going to. So it's cool. It's cool. I, I enjoy it. That's where I spend most of my time now, other than my personal Instagram, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I see relatable stuff. I get to connect with people who are basically like me. So it was an, I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's nice. It's refreshing, mm-hmm. which is the better. It's refreshing. Yeah, I think um, no matter what people talk about motivation, motivation, self-motivation can only get you so far. You've yeah. got to have people around you that are ready to be kind of like your champions and are ready to kind of like build you up and stuff like that as well. You know, you can't just go about all the time say, telling people how absolutely wonderful you are, you know? Yeah. You know, you've got to you'd have people kind of uh, willing to fight your corner for you kind of as well, which is, you know, which is, you know, something you, you kind of, you kind of have to be. Um, if you could write, okay, here's the thing. If you weren't writing, what would you be doing? If you could do anything else creative at all, and I'm not talking, you know, if skill was no object, if I said, okay, paint me an oil paint and you could go away and do that. If I said, you know, make me a nice sculpture, you'd be able to go and do that. But if it had to be in a creative field, what would be, what would you go out and make or do if you if you had to, if you weren't writing? Yeah, see, this is the hardest question of the whole talk. Painting, drawing, and making music. Yeah. yeah, I love painting. My favourite painting is um, the old guitarist, and Lee Bach by Picasso and um, Nighthawks and Chop Suey by Hopper. What kind of music would you be making? Hip hop, I guess. Um, <laughs> reggae too, since I'm reggae, hip hop, reggae. What and then maybe, yeah, those would be the main two. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. I try. Excellent. The most important thing, I guess, and the whole point of this is when you look back at the first things that you wrote, can you honestly mm-hmm. say with your hand on your heart they were fairly awful? Yes. <laughs> Especially my stories. Like, like, I dread going back to my short stories. Honestly, I dread it. Because it's just so bad. I just look at it like, ugh. Just, ugh. But at the time, at the time, you would have put your pen down or you would have put your hands off the keyboard and thought, that is the best thing I have ever done. I have just made my own version of Keep the Aspidistra Flying. You know, I've just, you know, (laughs) that is it. Byron, Keats and Shelley, you know, you got nothing on what the words I have wrote on this <laughs> lovely oh, yeah. Lenovo PC. Dumpster fire, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> the dumpster fire that's not only just sitting there, it's also floating down the river, setting fire to different things <laughs> as it flows down the river. Trees, grass, everything. Small animals. 
<laughs> the occasional, the occasional car, you know, whatever. The um, but that's all right. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Um, if people, if people want to find you, follow you, and read your words of wonder, where do you exist on the interweb nets, Merrick? Where can we find you? My Instagram is Merrick's Books and okay. Twitter MTJ Talk. Okay, and that's it. Awesome. Well, what I'll do is I'll make sure that when we put this out, we will put those links plus the links to your books in the show notes, so everybody who's listened to tonight can go and check your stuff out. So there you go. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to the internet web, search for We're Not Wizards, and you'll find us there. You'll find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those other places. Um, we have got, yeah, you know, and if you are one of these people that's in the creative field or anything at all and you fancy coming on and chatting with us like Merrick has done today, then give us a shout. Um, yeah, just drop us an email, magic at We're Not Wizards. If you like what you've listened to tonight, jump onto Apple Podcasts. Um, drop us a subscription, which is always good. Drop us a rating or review, which is always a better. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully you have enjoyed this kind of, you know, inaugural session of making something awful with the uh, with Merrick Tull Johnson. You know, thank you very, very much. It's all good in history now, because this is the first one. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm just not saying that at all. <laughs> but uh, um, thank you very, very much for coming on, Merrick. It's been a, thank you. Been a pleasure. An absolute pleasure. Um, but remember, until the next time, um, stay safe, roll sixes, and uh, make something awful. Um, but it's a goodbye from Merrick. Say goodbye, Merrick. Bye. That's a goodbye from me. Goodbye.